All right, here we go with part four. Yeah, we talked for quite a while, but we were all over the place with our conversation. It was a lot of fun. So here we go with part four. All right, I hope you guys enjoy. There's only one more part left, I promise. And like I said, the only reason I broke this up was so that it's easier to listen to. So you don't, yeah, you can listen to each episode, and especially if you don't have a lot of room on your phone. Yeah, that way it's, you know, it doesn't take up too much memory on your phone. That's why I did it this way. So, all right. Hope everybody's having a great day. And here we go with part four. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind. On the open road with Kingfish. It's distracting. Even when the wife's in the car, we'll be driving to the grocery store. She's like, make a left here. And I'm like, I've been living in this damn town for 30 years. I know how to get to the damn grocery (laughs) store. You know, what are you talking about? And then she's like, well, yeah, but you weren't, you didn't have the turn signal on. I said, yeah, I did have the turn signal on. I said, I got like 3 million mile driving. You know, like one time we come back from the grocery store and my son, she's like, oh, do this. And my kid, he's like nine years old, 10 years old. He's like, He's like, uh, Stacy. She's like, yeah, Justin, what's up? How many miles does dad have driving with no accidents or, you know, tickets? Oh, I don't know. Quite a, over a million, maybe two, three. Why? Well, if he could do all that in a big truck like that, do you think maybe he can get us home from the grocery store without killing us? <laughs> or he leave him alone? You know, cause Justin could see I was getting frustrated. And then the, the look on her face was like, oh, I'm going to kill you. But, you know, because what do you say to a kid? You know, is it, you know but he was right. Yeah, he's uh, right. Yeah, I look back. I said, Justin, you know, don't talk to your stepmother like that. I said, we'll, we'll talk about this later. I'll give him some money. Yeah, yeah. high five. Good job. Do it more often. But, you know, he, uh, <laughs> but you know what, though, Ken, when he went to uh, uh, the military, because he was in Japan, they don't really drive much over there. His driving was shit when he got back. Oh, wow. So he did just the opposite of you. He didn't hardly do any driving at all. A lot of people, they just don't get into it. I think you have to, you have to be really intentional about sticking to it. Well, and then one thing, you know, when you, you can always tell when you're close to a military base because there's a bunch of pawn shops. There's a whole ton of used car dealerships with, 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 with cars that were hot 20 years ago. You know, but, definitely. you know, right now it's like when I was in, it was like Nova's and GTOs and things like that. Now it's going to be like uh Mustangs and you know, whatever was hot 20 years ago. That's what's in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Nothing new guy. Military guys never buy nothing new. They always buy the hot, the hot, uh, whatever was hot muscle car 20 years ago. They're buying the cash. Isn't that weird? And, and, it then, is. and then pawn shops, pawn shops everywhere. Oh yeah. You know, for Bragg, there was hundreds of pawn shops. He went to the malls. There's a lot of jewelry stores. Oh, my God. And it's that cheap shit, too. <laughs> you know, and it's like the stuff that you, not the stuff you buy for your girl, but the stuff you buy for your mom. 
Because that's what all these guys are doing. Because they ain't got no girls. Because they ain't no girl. Like a Fort Bright, there are 50,000 men. Ain't no women around there. So you buy, you know, they give them stuff for their mom. You know? Right. Oh, my God. It was easy to save money. Well, I remember when we great people. I'm sorry. I mean to cut you off. No, no. Go ahead. These guys were like trying to take all this money out of the ATMs and the money in Kuwait is three to one. So you take out a hundred bucks of Kuwaiti dollars, that's 300 bucks cash. And these guys are taking out seven, eight hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, wondering why their account's overdraft. Like you just took three thousand dollars cash out of your account to buy some jewelry, some gold. It was just, it was stupid. Oh my God. I was just going to ask, what would they buy over there that you even send back? Gold. I mean, you can buy gold. You can go through one jewelry store, and there's a back door that leads to another jewelry store. And it's jewelry store on jewelry store on jewelry store. That or carpet. Like, I bought a rug. I can't remember. But I bought a rug, and I'm pissed at myself now because I spent so much money on it, and I can't find it. I don't know where it's at. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So you you literally went out and spent a shitload of money on this rug, dragged it all the way around the world, and now you got back here and you're like, you know, I don't, I don't know where I put my rug. Where's the rug? I, I made, know I had it. I made it all the way back to America with this damn rug. Like, you know what? You need to see the. You ever see the movie The Big Lebowski? No, is that the bowling one? Yeah, yeah. You gotta. It's it's it centers around a man and his rug. Oh yeah, I have to check that one out. Dude. Yeah, you, when you watch it, you'll see what I'm talking about because everybody that just heard it is going, yeah, yeah. He. He lost his rug. And I, you know what? I bet if you would have laid it in there, it really would have made the room, would have brought it all together. It would now? It would have brought the room together, you know, really would have brought the decor together. Yeah. When you see the movie, yeah. what I just said will make more sense. But uh, I already wrote it down. Yeah, because it's like, well, you know what? If you think about it, you throw the rug down, right? Even in your office right there, and people, anybody comments on it, you'll say, you know, hey, uh, you know, it's a unusual rug. It looks a little out of place with a style or whatever, or whatever they say. You say, oh, yeah, I picked it up in uh, Kuwait, you know, when I was over there, you know, drive military. As soon as you say stuff like that, it automatically, you know, notches you up a little bit. People, oh, hey, you know, what's what's this guy going, going on? You know, what don't I know about? Because they don't, you know, they don't know. Nobody, now you're making it worse. I don't have the rug. Yeah, and you got to get, you know what? And you got that big shelf behind you. Is that a painting? Oh, yeah, it's painting. Two paintings. Don't ask me who, why, where. Oh, I like it. I was <laughs> gonna say if there was like a little shelf on the top, you get a couple of little trucks, you know, and you could put them up there. Then get one of each side you ever drove. Like get a couple of military trucks, you know. I like that. Get a couple of military trucks. Get a couple of military wreckers. You know, the big old wreckers they use. Have a couple of them. Maybe one some little blown up in the front, and then you can have them throw a little, make a little convoy. You know? They actually tell you. Yeah, you could tell. Literally, as a driver, you could tell your story. Buy the trucks, you know, that you collect, you know, do that. you know, a little die cast, you know, stuff like that. You could do that. It's, you know, it, why not? And then it, it, it tells your story with that. And then people, then you make them ask you. Yeah, that's true. Cause if you ask them, then you're being like, like uh showy braggy, whatever. And they don't really listen anyway. Cause you know, they don't really, you know, the, you know, people, interested in yeah, people don't listen, but if they ask you, then it changes the whole dynamic of the thing. It definitely does. And it gives you something like to point out and it gives them a reference and it says, Hey, this is my thing. You know, I've had, you know, this is my, you know, this is where I started off. This is my thing. This is my credibility. 
I moved millions of dollars worth of equipment through a sandstorm. You know, I literally think about it as a driver. And I've always said this to new drivers, you know, and and especially military guys like yourself, you know, that did driving. I mean, even though you were a leg, you know, and didn't jump out of the the airplane, Uh, by the way, legs are, um, it's a person that doesn't jump out of an airplane. It's not good, but, (laughs) but, but still, you know, you're in the military. So it's like the things that you're hauling around, especially to those guys who need them right then and there, you're hauling around uh, clothing, medicine, ammunitions, you know, all the things that these guys need to survive wherever this stuff's going. You don't know what it is a lot of times. You don't even know where it's going necessarily because it may get spread out afterward. You take it and you're affecting people's lives and you're probably saving lives, you know, with the medical equipment, stuff like that. You will never, ever know as a driver, and that's just not military, it's everybody. You will never, ever know how the stuff you haul affects people that you're hauling it to. But if you can take self-satisfaction of the fact that you helped sa- change somebody's life, you know, and because nobody's ever going to tell you that you did a good job or nobody's ever going to tell you how important you are with what you do. They will tell you when you screw up, though. Oh, of course. So the only time you're going to be important as a driver, you know, when they tell you is when you mess up or you're late. If you're late. Oh, yeah. And definitely late over if you're late that's when they're, you're going to hear about how important you are as a driver but if you're doing your job you are important you just will never know about it yeah and the nice thing i like about driving is nobody cares you know tall short white black hispanic indian nobody cares all they care is that you get the shit there on time yep nothing else matters if you can't exactly. get the stuff there on time safely and you know without you know without you know, if you, if you break it, I don't care what you look like. You're not coming back. If you can get <laughs> it there on time and you do it right, you could be three foot two and green skinned. I don't care. That's all that matters is that how well you drive that truck. Because yeah, you got my product there. Yeah, your identity is that truck. If it backs up to my dock and you don't break my building, you're coming back. If you break my building... Yeah. That's the only thing I'm going to see is that building being broken, nothing else. So in yeah. some ways, I think to for you know, it, we're one of the best fields as far as, you know, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I believe so, too. Because really yeah, nobody cares. You know, if you're if you're good, you're good. You know, and if you're not, you're not. Either you got it or you don't. You're either a driver or you're not a driver. You know what I mean? That's where step worth comes in. You got to, like you said. You got to know you're doing a great job for yourself. Oh, yeah. And it, you got to have confidence. But you got to fake that confidence a little bit in the very beginning because, you know, in the very beginning, it's like, oh, God, how do I do this? I'm a little nervous. But Backing up a trailer between two other trailers uh, and a full dock and all the drivers are in their trucks. You're like, oh, my God. Turn the AC up because you're sweating. Like, I'm not going to make this. <laughs> but oh. you have no choice. You have to get in that hole. Oh, it's like now – um, uh, I did doubles for you for like 20 years, 19, 20 years, never did big boxes. And now I do big boxes again. And it's like, Ooh, I got to take a turn. Oh, now I got to back up again. Oh, I didn't. Have to- yeah. Oh yeah. You don't, you don't back up really with doubles. Yeah. I never backed up. Cause I would pull in, they dropped a set and then it was almost like Estes, you know, it was the same kind of thing. You pull in, drop it, they do everything. And then you go and hook up, boom, you're at the door. So I never, I hardly ever backed up. So now I got to try to figure out how to back up again. <laughs> and I can do it. Don't get me wrong. But I got to re, 
acquire those skills. Like when I was, when I, when I, you know, back when I was in my twenties, when I was doing it, I was like, Oh, you know, this is once I got it, this is nothing. I can do this. Now that I'm in my fifties, it's like, Oh God, man, what did that 20 year old guy do? I got to redo it again. In some ways it's almost worse because I'm a little nervous. Cause it's like, they expect you to know it when you haven't done it for so long. Yeah. You know, and the worst, and like you said, the worst is when you, you know, you're starting to back up at that tight spot. It's two custom, you know, rigs and everybody's out there standing or staring at you as you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, they, and they're all, and they're everywhere. It's like, where, where did all these guys come from at three in the morning? Yeah. And everybody's here watching me. Just waiting for the camera to pop out. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, Robbie, uh, Robbie was in an earlier episode. She was a girl I was telling you about before we started recording. Um, it was her very first trip. They, she gave them to me. I always get the new guys cause I never, I don't treat them bad, you know, for some reason. I think that's why I got them. But anyway, Robbie was, um, she had pulled into this hotel parking lot. It said truck parking, but she saw the sign, but she didn't realize that it was, you know, big boxes and you had to back up. We had a set of doubles and she, you know, it was a rookie mistake, no big deal. So she woke me up, which is the smartest thing to do. Wake up your co-driver. And she said, Hey, you know, I, I got this problem. I looked around. I'm like, okay okay yeah we can work i said let me let, just let me get dressed don't do anything let me get dressed don't worry it's gonna be fine we're gonna be fine who cares we're cool just don't stress out so i get dressed get out i walk around just to make sure that i'm not missing anything you always come up always have a plan always have a plan and then uh you know i said okay here's what we're gonna do now see she was it was her very first run without a trainer so she was still thinking of me as like a trainer but i told her no we're not a trainer you're just filling in for my co-driver who's sick you know, so you, we're a team that, you know, you're new, but we're a team. I'm not your trainer. I'm not your boss. We're a team. So I look up and the hotel's like two or three floors and all these truck drivers are on that balcony looking down because we're in Phoenix, you know, and it was right across the street from the truck stop. And she's trying to be all polite and stuff. And she's from downtown Chicago. And, uh, you know, I looked up at the balcony and I, you know, I yelled out, uh, you know, some words. I said, you know, go back to your room, you crackheads. I said, she ain't gonna, uh, she ain't gonna mess this up. I said, we just made a wrong turn. It ain't no big deal. I said, don't you have some crack or some TV to watch? You know, and I said some other colorful words, you know, just, uh, cause it kind of made me mad cause they're waiting for, they want us to mess up, you know? Yeah. And, uh, she's a new driver, but I let her do everything cause she's a new driver. She was doing fine. She wasn't, and she was nervous. And then she yelled up and she looked up at the balcony and she ripped out with a tirade that was like, wow, that was really impressive in the army. I, 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 my drill instructor would have been proud of that. And then after that, she just calmed right down because then, you know, she wasn't nervous about messing up because she knew, I, you know, you know what I mean? She realized at that point we're a team and then she figured it out. But, when, it, but before, yeah, she was like trying to be perfect, trying to be polished, trying to, you know, it's like, I say, man, you're a truck driver. Sometimes you got to yell. You know, you, it's getting the job done. I said, you do just fine. And of course, the, the funny part about all this is we reassembled, we broke down the set, got all the trailers on the street. We put everything back together. No big deal. You know, it was no big deal. And then uh, as I backed up the on the street, because it was really super tight and I didn't want her to get into an accident or something, you know, and I was going through my whole, uh, well, you know, watch out for this, watch out for that, be careful. And um, when I was backing up, to to the uh, the lead box to hook up to the you know the dolly and hook all that up, I whacked a sign on the side of the road that said uh, you know no parking, and I knocked it out of, out of the ground with the mirror. It didn't mess up the truck, just knocked it out of the ground. 
and uh it just is you know just before i said well you know make sure you walk look for everything and pay attention and, and then she goes you mean like that sign i go yeah yeah pretty much like that like that exactly like that i said everybody screws up i said but you know what you're the only one that saw it and i know i can trust you so it never happened and she goes <laughs> i got you and she goes but back there that didn't count either i said no nobody saw it we got ourselves out of it nobody needs to know about it it ain't no big deal it was just you know you know, we just, you know, we're drivers. We got to look out for each other. Exactly. Got to have that support structure. Yeah. Especially when you're in an area, you ne should never been to Phoenix before and never been to the area. Um, how can you expect somebody to know, you know, because as a driver, especially with doubles, you go down the wrong street, you got to break down the set. So maybe, you know, instead of next time, instead of going in there, she'll stop the truck on the outside, walk in, make sure she can actually do it, then come in and do it. Go. Go for a out. walk. Yep. Go for a walk, even with a even with a big box straight truck. Well, especially for you, you're a local guy. You know, you're going to customers a lot more than I do. You know, how many times you pull into a place and it's like, yeah, I don't know if that's the right driveway or can I go in there? You know, stuff like that. I walk every time. Yeah, go for a little walk. It's one little five minute walk might save you half a day. Uh, yeah, a lot. It save you a lot of time, pain, turmoil, embarrassment. Oh hell yeah. And besides, just put the four, you know, put the four ways on, you know, park it in the middle, you know, in the little medium or park on the shoulder. Oh, we can't do that. Hey, who's going to care? Cops come on. They'll understand because they don't want to do them. They want to clean up a mess after you messed up, you know, or maybe they'll even have better information than you got. Yeah. Tell you, oh, you can go around this way or you can go around that way. Oh, they, yeah. They some the good ones will do that. The bad ones will just look at you like you should know better. Your profession, man. I never been in your town before. What are you talking about? I went through a residential a couple months back. Residential neighborhood, low, low trees. Wasn't even paying attention. And there's a car on one side of the road, so I have to go around the car, and I end up hitting the tree. So the tree was so big that it hit the cab and fell between the cab and the trailer. Oh no! Yeah, so I was stuck for a while. I uh, just put a, I hit the cap. I broke the cap on the trailer, but the cop comes. He's like, man, don't even worry about it. It's a low tree. The neighbor comes out. Oh, you're not going to give him a ticket. He hit the tree. He wasn't paying attention. He was like, sir, uh, did he hit the tree or did the tree hit him? And, the, <laughs> you know, the resident's like, no, he needs to get a ticket. He wasn't paying attention. Cop was like, listen, it's a trailer and a tree. It's not that serious. Nobody's hurt. There's no damage. The only thing that's damaged is his own vehicle. And, you know, it's not that bad. And that cop was so nice, man. He was like, listen, I'm not going to mess up your license having a CDL as a professional driver because of this one little incident. So it was nice when you have you got lucky. You got lucky. I had, oh, yeah. I had one like that. I, went, I had a scrap paper, like 40,000 pounds, and I was going around a little curve at a Kimberly Clark, and I nicked another trailer, and I put, like, a three-inch gash in the trailer about the 48-foot mark. Yeah. And I pulled forward. I went back there, looked at it. And I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I did it. No big deal. I went and closed the door. And when I closed the door, the trailer snapped in half. What? Yeah, yeah, straight up. It snapped in half on the driver's side. And the floor crashed to the ground. And then it broke open to the side. It was only like a two or three inch cut. But it was right there at a stress point, you know. Oh. And, uh, you know, the, the woman there that was running the Kimberly Clark plant, it was in Loudoun, Tennessee. She comes out and she's like, oh, you know, she's just giving me all kinds of grief. And I'm like, oh, crap. And there's this shredded paper everywhere. Those big bales of shredded paper. That shit was everywhere. 
And then the cops came out and they filled out a report and it was all crazy. And then the cops were like, if she walks away, the cop goes, and I was all nervous. The cop goes, Hey, yo, you know, she'd be a damn good looking woman. She'd never stick so far up her ass. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, okay. We're going to get through this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get through this. Okay. This guy's on, he understands, you know, and they had footage. It literally, it, it, what it was is it had rained. And so when I went around the corner, the tandems on the, on the, on the, you know, the tires on the trailer, they dipped down in the pothole. And when it did, it just, it was a really super tight turn. It brushed up against the corner of the trailer that was parked there. Didn't do anything. Didn't even leave a mark on that trailer, but it was just enough right where the floor is. And where the trailer comes down It put a little crease in there about like two, three inches, you know, those on the Wabash trailers, that big, that big metal band that comes down every five feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it did that. And then the whole thing, you know, I was like, I didn't think anything of it. I told the, in fact, I told the spotter, Hey, I just did this thing, you know, and it's no big deal. Oh yeah. Yeah. No big deal. Close the door of the truck. Wham. The whole thing snapped. Co-driver come out of the bunk. What the hell was that? I go, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure what just happened. <laughs> you know, I'm not really sure. And I was delivering it too. So I, you know, I was like, man, I can't believe how weak these trailers are, but it was that one spot. And then the whole thing, and it was like super heavy. It was like 40, 48, 45, 46,000 pounds of scrap paper. You know, that big bale stuff. You know, yeah. it was crazy. So I don't know. It was just things like that are going to happen, you know. So, but as a, as a broker, though, at least, you know, as, a, you know, being a driver, you know, somebody calls you and says something crazy, at least you can wrap your head around it. You may not agree with it. You may know it's all BS, but at least you can wrap your head around what just happened. And then, yeah. you, you know, and then you can come up with a solution, you know, if you have to, or at least, you know, how to coach it to the customer. Hey, you know, this thing happened or, or whatever, you know what I mean? It gives you a better understanding where somebody who just got into brokering and they're like, um, uh, the, the trucks had, they, they, you, you, they run on diesel, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta put diesel in there every once in a while, you know, <laughs> it, you know, it's, you know, the price of fuel is important. Why, yeah. What does that matter? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it's winter time. You, you mean, you mean, well, what is it? It's heated inside the truck. Why would it matter if there's ice on the ground? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but see, you you know that. Okay, it's you know it's cold. Okay, I got to add a couple hours for that. Uh, my guy, yeah. my guy's going to drive five hours to get there. Okay, I got to add a few hours for that because he can't start off fresh. Uh, it's going to take a. I know I've loaded this before. We know this place. It's going to take a couple hours to load up. So my guy might have to take a nap. He's not going to get a full 10 hour driving. You know, that's, that, yeah, that's the stuff I think is important as a driver. See, you may not always agree with the driver, but at least you understand what they're saying. Yeah, definitely. Now, Been in there before. now mostly most of your brokering, you're doing that in Florida. Yes. And I have a, a guy that works for me. He's in Chicago. Okay. So Florida and Chicago. As of right now, I'm looking to, uh, to grow. I want to bring on 10 new uh, agents to help me grow. Nice. Uh, but I want to mix it in with experience and non-experience. Because I feel like people, this industry says, oh, you got to have two years experience. You got to have your own book of business. But people are really eager to learn. And you have smart people. And I feel like I, I'm the one that can help those those guys and girls become something. Because if you need two years experience and everybody wants that, then how can you get the experience? Well, that makes sense too, because if you bring in somebody with too much, then they're going to overwhelm you with their BS. Exactly. And I don't want to start that way. And you want a young, 
they go with the younger, hungry guys. Exactly. Yeah. And you can train them how you want to. And Chicago seems, that seems, you know, I'm thinking about it. Chicago seems like a good one because what most people don't realize is that most rail freight go, everything goes through Chicago. Everything. He's having some good luck. Uh, good luck there, actually. Yeah, because I mean, there's, there's, there's so many rail yards in Chicago. You know. Yeah, my focus is uh, bringing drivers that come to Florida to get them back out. That it, when I used to go to Florida, that was always a problem. It was either house plants, scrap paper from Disney World, or it was, uh, or we deadhead to Georgia. Yeah, a lot of drivers deadhead to Georgia. Well, I want to at least get them something to at least get to Georgia, make some kind of money, and not take a loss. Yeah, because everything is, uh, there's nothing really made down there. No, it's not. Yeah, houseplants and oranges. You know. Yeah, when the season's not in. And old people. Yeah, but they're not made here. They, just, they migrate. <laughs> they migrate and end here. <laughs> yeah, all the old people from up here, they, they get in the snowbirds, get in, they drive down there, and then they, you know, you walk around, everybody old. It's kind of funny. It's, it's, <laughs> we went to Fort Myers a few years ago. Uh, it was they had some hurricane or something, and uh, I forget which one it was. And like the only place they didn't didn't get hit was Fort Myers. So the whole state was getting trashed, and we're in we're in we're out in the Gulf, you know, swimming, and just you know, it's like wait a minute, this is like there's like a like the whole state is a, you know, you turn on the TV and it's a disaster everywhere except for that one small stretch we were at. It was weird. Nice look there. Yeah, I was like. As is my wife, she scheduled the thing, and it was like, okay, this will work. And we had great weather, but the rest of the state was trashed. <laughs> I was like, are we? You know, it was one of those things where it's like, should we even go? Yeah, right. And then when we were down there, most people didn't go, so it was like, you know, we had to place to ourselves. In fact, we got a, we got, uh, you know, we rented the car because I didn't think we'd be driving much, but we were in a car, and they're like, oh, we're out of cars. You know, so wow. yeah, just uh, you know, whatever. I said, I said, oh, okay. They tried to up me on a Mustang, try to get me more, you know, pay more money. And I was like, no, no, because we're not gonna drive that much. It's not worth it. So we get out to the thing, and I said, uh, the kids like, he goes, hey, you know, uh, we're out of these kind of cars. He goes, what are you looking for? I said, oh, Cheryl inside there. I said, she's my cousin. She said that you were gonna set me up with one of them fancy new Mustangs you all just got. He goes, oh, you're Cheryl's cousin. No problem, man. I'll take care of you. I'd never seen that girl before in my life. Oh my God. He comes over and you got this sweet looking gray Mustang, you know, with a convertible. And it's just, I'm like, okay. I said, man, I'm going to tell my cousin how you hooked me up, man. And, you know, man, that was nice. I was, and my wife's just looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? I said, he don't know turd. She don't know him. I said, he, but he just trying to make it look, you know what I mean? You make yourself look good. Yeah. I gave him a little tip. I was like, thanks, buddy. And then, you know, we didn't drive much, but, but all the other cheap cars, people had flew into Fort Myers because that airport was open. And then they drove to wherever they needed to go to get home because all the other airports were closed. So that helped out. Oh, okay. But, nice. but, you know, when you live in an area like here, it's just cold all the time. You know, yeah, yeah. Wisconsin, I live in, if people don't know, I live in Wisconsin. I'm on the, right next to Lake Michigan. It, uh, like right now there's probably a freighter going by or something you can see them from the window uh, but it, as it gets colder but pretty soon that'll turn into ice so so most of your stuff between Florida and Chicago that makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of stuff because a lot of stuff will come in from the ports you know from or you know uh, like Seattle or Portland it'll go on the rail 
till till it gets to Chicago because it's cheap. And then from Chicago, you guys will broker it, take it down to Florida, and then you got to work, you know, to 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 get the stuff the guys out. I imagine that's a little harder to to find reliable places to ship when you you know you're dealing with an estate like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard. I'm, right now, Georgia's main uh, main focus. I mean, I'm, I'm working on Florida, but Georgia's actually where it's at right now. That makes sense. That's usually where I went. I would go to Florida or Georgia quite often, and I would pick up something. And it would almost be something that was hardly worth shipping just so they could get you out of the area. Yeah. I'm, I'm still working on it because I definitely want to help out the drivers. And I'm working as a driver. I work local, so I, I manage a warehouse as well. So I meet a lot of drivers. Oh, I imagine. And even that, meaning the, the shippers do. Oh, yeah. The shippers, meet drivers. Mm. It's it's. Actually- I'm like, cause I'm in the mix. I'm in the freight, you know, totally engulfed in it. So meeting, I meet everybody. So it's just more natural than making a hundred cold calls. It's amazing how it's amazing how freight can take over 